Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Tuesday evening, May 2nd, 2023, with Deborah with you here. Uh, thank you for joining me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Good to be here. Hope everyone's having um, a good week. Things are kicking off to be going well for you and your family and your work places um, and where you reside. So thank you so much for joining us here. So there's a couple things um, interesting things that came up. Um, I feel like there's three things, really. So um probably want to do this word. Um, okay, so let's just pray first before we start. So, Father, we thank you uh, for this evening, Father. We just bless your name. Father, you are holy and worthy. You definitely are all-powerful, um, all-knowing, and ever-present, God, in all of your ways, God. You are above our thoughts and above our ways, Father God. So we thank you, Lord, as we trust and lean into you, Father God, that as we hear your voice, we follow, Father, with acts and deeds of service, Lord, and acts and deeds of acts, whatever, however you say that, um, we're acting in faith with deeds of what we hear you say, Father. So we thank you, um, Lord, Jesus' name. Okay, that helps. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Amen. So um, so we thank you and we just dedicate this evening unto you that you would be um, magnified and glorified in our hearts and in our minds, Lord. Let the meditation of our hearts and minds be pleasing to you um, because we hide your word in our hearts, Father God, and you just impart your wisdom and your goodness to us, Lord. Thank you for that. Well, so, okay, because that, that helps me praying, knowing where to go. Um, the, I was praying for someone yesterday, and the Lord was showing me, uh, which I hadn't thought about in a while, but the coin, when Peter was in need. and um, So Peter was in need, and was actually going to pay the temple tax and he was having a conversation with Jesus regarding that. And just shortly before that, uh, so that's Matthew 17, okay? So just shortly before that, though, is when the revelation came to Peter regarding that um, Jesus was the Christ, right? And he had said, uh, you know, Peter, uh, the Spirit showed you this, not man. You didn't know this by man, but the Spirit um, has, was talking to you and revealed this to you. So then shortly after this thing comes up about the temple tax and, you know, the Lord's having a conversation with him and somewhat he's, you know, <clears throat> giving this revelation to Peter as well. Like, okay, um, Peter had this revelation of who Jesus was by calling him Christ. But then um, like, what is the I was like almost this conversation with him because um, in Matthew 17, 25, he, he was asking him, whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, right? So this is a tribute tax to the temple and um, of their own children or strangers. So it's almost like what is the depth of Peter's understanding 
to who Christ is in relation to um, certainly he didn't have the full revelation of all what all Christ came to do. And um, I mean, in some ways, I guess he did in a um, the Jewish form of him being the Messiah and the well, certainly, even though man, there's such a depth to this, <laughs> I mean, apart from what I'm just trying to say, but even um, just the, even though Jesus taught about the, his um, resurrection um, and showed them in the ascension and all of that, that um, it was hard for them to grasp at the time when they seen it what it looked like, like that was it, right? Because they were all, after his, after he died on the cross, they were all in fear in the upper room because what was happening in the city and in the community, right? And that they were hidden. They thought, dang, what's this mean for us, right? So they were up there praying and they were gathered. And um, that, so so really, um, and here, uh, after Peter Okay, going back to after Peter has the revelation that he's Christ, and then he's talking to Christ face to face, but he's seeing him as Jesus, his rabbi, I suppose, or teacher, and he's asking him like the depth. He's also, in some ways, Jesus is revealing a greater depth of who he is and trying to um, get Peter to contemplate the understanding of it, I guess, in some ways, right, where, where the Lord gives understanding in different ways, maybe, or maybe there are different measures of understanding, but sometimes he can just open our understanding because the word says that, right? He opens hearts, he opens minds, he opens their understanding. We read this in scripture, but now he's just conversing with Peter, almost trying to grasp, and maybe it's a way for us to understand to the depth of our understanding, like into what depth do we understand Christ um, and what he came for and what he did, right? So, um, so Peter beautifully confessed, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. That was in chapter 16, verse 16. Um, so now the disciples and the Lord, um, let's see, uh, let me just, I don't, I don't want to read, I don't want to do all of this and the, uh, okay, so um, oh, it's saying here that Peter gave a wrong impression of his master to the tax collectors. In essence, he had added to Christ's uh, humility by making him seem less than he truly was. So actually, um, and maybe maybe that was a way of doubting, you know, but he was somewhat in doing that when we make Christ seem less than what he really is, even if we're trying, even for whatever reason, you know, if it just came out that way, whatever, maybe it was a mistake. But it either um, we're either going to magnify the Lord or we're going to diminish his glory. So we don't want to diminish his glory. So this is note as we move forward, even in awkward places, right, or in places um, up ahead, we don't want to diminish who he is in our lives, even in our own lives, who Christ is. We don't want to diminish that, okay? So Christ was willing to submit himself to the ordinances um, that made him seem like he was subject to the son that he really was, okay? So he's saying, 
you know, Chris is saying, like, I'm going to pay this temple tax as well, right? And part of it, too, was fulfilling. If that was part of what the Jewish people would have did for their law, and I'm not sure exactly that that is the case, if it was a law or willing willingness, but, um, oh, it was an ordinance. So I suppose that was he fulfilled all of the laws and the ordinances, the words that say that. So um, under this ordinance, he was saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to be subject to it, even though he was, um, he did not have to be, right? He, the Lord, he was the Lord of all, even over the temple, but he was willing to make himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. So according to his own words, he was even greater than the temple. That was in Matthew twelve six. Yet he still um, paid the tax like everyone else did. So that's cool. So um, because Christ didn't come on his own will, but the, of the will of the Father, which that's where our purposes come from as well, right? When we're serving, they're under the purposes of serving the Father, not under our own will, but under the purposes of serving the Father. And that is important to remember. Okay. And so um, so just, let me just read how this is in this. Just to show Peter what a glorious Lord he was, Jesus commanded him to go to the sea and cast a hook and take the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. Okay, so this is the things that came to me when I was praying. <clears throat> and I had seen the coin when I was praying for this person yesterday. I had seen the coin in the fish's mouth and I was like, man, I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that in a while. You know, I had to go back and look up. And I was like, hey, like that was considered a miracle. That was considered a miracle of what happened and the provision that he had. So I started to look this up a little bit more. And this one comes from, right, let me just, let me just make note where I gathered these notes from. This was from uh, some Christian library. That's what it says. Okay. So, um, but here's what I was thinking when I was reading it, because, you know, I have heard before, and here's what I wanted to, partly what I wanted to draw out to. Some things that I read in the notes, which I just talked about, and then I'll continue with that, just a couple more things from there. But what I wanted to draw out was what I, what I felt the Holy Spirit was showing me as I looked this up originally and read it, I was thinking, okay, so the coin, so Jesus made provision to Peter. Yes, he told him, yes, he used a common place that Peter was used to. Like, was he a fisherman? Yes, he was a fisherman, but it was a common place to him. And, I, and here's what I sense the Lord is doing is that during the time of, and we're mostly all charismatic people here, and we know from the charismatic um, body of Christ, if you will, even at large, that many of them have repented and turned away from the prosperity message. Maybe some in the evangelical and Protestants maybe still are working through some of it and still refer to it. Um, I mean, I definitely have heard that. And sometimes when I think of it, I think, oh, well, if you knew all of the people who've already repented of it, like we're, 
past this already, you know, but nevertheless, I think partly some of what was being taught was trying to counteract the prosperity message. And I've heard people say like, hey, really did Peter like almost discount the fact that it was a miracle to be perfectly honest? And say that, um, hey, just go, because what God wants you to do is work. Does he want us to work? Yes, he does. And he considers with all labor, there is profit, right? And it's a blessing. He blesses the work of our hands, that they might succeed and that we might prosper through the work of our hands, right? All of that, all work is prosperous, right? Even if you're sowing and you're planting and plowing, right, to receive the harvest, the plowing part and the sowing and the, you know, that there is, you know, in your efforts to get it done, so to speak, um, is, you know, and that labor, there is profit, even in just the labor, even if at the end of the day you don't get paid, but you don't get paid till commission till, you know, two months later, a month later. And that day's work and the labor, okay, are you tracking me with that? And I think some of them, and maybe it's just me, I don't know, maybe it might be the um, the realm house and where I flow, I'm not sure. But I know that the last time I've heard on this, it was very, I think really what the Lord was even showing me was that some of the teaching on it was t- trying to counteract during the time of the prosperity message to counteract it, that it actually didn't give it its full understanding either because its focus was on one thing and it was missing some of the things that the Lord was doing, literally was doing. And the Lord was showing me that, yes, he used Peter in his commonplace. Peter had a need and the Lord uses us in our commonplaces as well, right? Where he tells us to go or your neighbor calls you up and says, hey, will you feed my cat? I'll pay you for that, right? Well, that's extra income. That The Lord, you know, he makes provision and opens things up to us, um, opens things up to us in our common places, you know, when we ask him and when we're seeking and when we have need, but we're always bringing that to him. Even when we have a need, we still need to communicate these things to him, right, and just not expect you know, entitlement, like, hey, you should know I have this need. Why aren't you doing it? I mean, like, that's crappy, like, right? But, I mean, like, if a kid did that, you would be like, oh, you got an attitude, you know? Like, just a little bit crappy attitude. Okay, so Peter's still at the Lord's word. And here's the thing is the Lord gave his word, okay, and Jesus commanded him to go. So at the word of the Lord, he did his, he went and acted in faith. That's still all foundational for what we have here in scripture and how we respond to the Lord. So this miracle, even though it's considered a miracle, okay, um, showed the Lord is all powerful and that the fish, it was, okay, so moreover, it proved the Lord, um, the fish came to Peter's hook. So Christ speaks to Peter with such calm confidence. Surely he is um, the son of the Lord and the creator himself. 
Um, he is the one in Psalms who says, in his hands are the deep places of earth. The, uh, the sea is his, and he made it. So that's Psalm 95. Okay. So hold on here. So there's uh, the coin. So not only was the coin in the fish's mouth a miracle, but, but here, here, again, here, it's at the Lord's command. Okay. Um, he, and the coin that was in the fish's mouth was worth twice as what was necessary. So it wasn't even just a normal coin or normal pay. The particular coin that was in there was double the value of a normal coin. And this is the miracle, and this is something that has really been overlooked for, I mean, I don't know. That's not, it's a commonplace, but the Lord made double. He did a double provision and a miracle in providing. That is really incredible. So the Lord placed double the value on that because it was going to bless the Lord in the temple tax as well as for Peter in the temple tax, but it all went to the house of the Lord. Okay? So it's a, a, thus Christ said, that take and give unto them for me and for you. So um, we see this, it says, for as much as uh, we are not redeemed, here's what he's saying later on in First Peter 1 through 18, 1, 18 and 19, uh, Peter is saying, for though we are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by traditions from your father, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So we do need to get things in order of where our redemption lies and where our relationship lies in reference to, right, this is still um, silver and gold or still corruptible things, right? And we need to make sure that we present Christ in his blood, even to all people at all times and in all ways. How can I be a part of Speaking into the precious blood of Jesus, the part that really redeems someone's life, even when they have a practical need themselves, but speaking into um, and bringing forth the Lamb of God and really having the order. And I think that's what he did as well in Peter's life as he brought Christ, gave him the revelation that he was Christ. Right? He made the provision for him and even double for Christ in himself. So Christ is identifying with him. And then Peter later on identifies with like, hey, this silver and gold, it's corruptible. It's corruptible and you're not saved by the things of your father's, of your earthly father's inheritance. But you are saved through the precious blood um, of the lamb as without blemish and without spot. It's really an incredible, incredible. I know that there's probably more in there. If I had more time to um, mulch on that, so to speak. So praise God for that. And uh, yeah, so praise God for that because uh, let's just 
Father, we thank you, Lord, and we thank you, God, for covering us. We thank you how you make provision for us, Lord, and we, we do not want to discount or diminish um, your glory or your name in any way, God, especially when it comes to money. Father God, but we thank you, Lord, you do do miraculous things according to finances, God, and according to provisions and according to moving people about, Lord, that it, as a steward and honor you first, Father God, seeking first your kingdom and your ways, Lord. So teach us, Lord. Teach us in this word, Lord, if there be anything more of revelation and outstanding, God, that would um, cause you to stand out more, Father God. We want to receive that. Lord, I pray for those that are in need of finances, Lord. We ask you, Lord, um, to make the provision for that, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that even tithing offerings and giving, giving tithes and offerings, Lord, um, that you would speak to them in those areas, Lord, um, and in the amounts, Lord. And even that, Father God, are the places that they're to go, Lord, and that you command them with specific details regarding specific things, even though they might not know the outcome or if you've spoken the outcome, God, we ask for your courage and your faithfulness and your fortitude of faith to come forth in every step, God, fortitude of faith in every step, um, that that might be the outcome, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. So the uh, this other thing here I want to read is just um, now this parable. Jesus taught a parable on prayer, so which I think is very cool, and it's in Luke 18, as you guys probably know. I'm gonna just read it in the um, amplified because I think it just draws out more from it. It used to be very. Um, um, not complicated, but um, okay. Mark noting something on the call. Um, just I wasn't sure if I got it all. I got it at like surface, surfacey, but um, to a greater depth and realizing that um, and Luke this parable that he wrote is actually has to do with eschatology which is end times and even the lord's prayer really is end times right because we're praying his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven and um, but luke 18 as well as eschatology is just saying this is at the end time this is what i want to see to the very end and so here's this parable on prayer because it's very cool because, right, when we just have John 17 is when Jesus prayed himself, and then he gave us the Lord's Prayer, but now he's giving us a parable on prayer. So I think it's very cool. So, um, again, I'm reading it in the Amplified. It says, now Jesus was telling the disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. It's very important. Saying, in a certain city, there was a judge who did not fear God and had no respect for man. So, okay, there we go. There was a desperate widow, and in that city, she kept coming to him and saying, give me justice and legal protection for my adversary. For a time, he would not. But later, he said to himself, 
Even though I do not fear God or respect man. So this is reiterated again twice, right? This man is living for nobody, right? He doesn't fear God. He doesn't even respect man. And he even says to, it says, he says to himself. So he's really has no other source outside of him that he's dependent upon. (laughs) But apparently he has some type of jurisdiction on earth, okay? Yet, because this widow continues to bother me, I will give her justice and legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will be an intolerable annoyance. And she, which, right, so completely not respectful, okay, now we're seeing this in his words, will wear me out. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not our just God defend and avenge his elect? his chosen ones, who cry out to him day and night, will he delay in providing justice on their behalf? I tell you that he will defend and avenge them quickly. However, the Son of Man comes. Will he find this kind of persistent faith on earth? So we know what the Lord's looking for. He's looking for our faith. Right? He's looking for our persistence and asking, and, and he knows, as he told at the beginning, that he does not want us to give up or to lose heart. And that's to the very end. That's important. I don't think that's probably understated there, but that is definitely um, something to ponder and to chew on even more as we're approaching um, these times, right? So we want to make an appeal to his justice. We know that um, his word says that mercy and truth are before his throne and from his throne um, come righteousness and justice. So he's continuing as he comes back, we'll put justice in place, right? That's an ever living um, attribute, ongoing attribute that he's displaying and manifolding not only his grace, and the redeeming riches of his blood, but his justice and putting that in place, right? So um, so we can make appeal to the Lord's justice on behalf of any area that you, you need, right? And the widow in that time was, you know, she's crossing lines. She's going for herself. She doesn't have anyone else to speak for her but herself. And so she's going to the system, making an appeal on behalf of herself, right, on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, there's more to this that is like overlapping and unfolding that reveals the heart of God and the principles of everything else that he taught us, um, even within there. So I just encourage you to maybe ponder that a little bit more and um, ask the Lord about that. So um, thank you, Lord. And, you know, more and more people are talking about the awareness of where we are, not only here in PGN, but other places. So when you're out in public, you know, and someone's talking and bringing reference to things, it is a good time to ask them if they know Jesus. And listen to their reply. Who listens to their reply? Because they'll tell you, you'll know if they are. You can discern by uh, what people tell you the depth of their relationship and identity that they have with Christ. So if they're just going to tell you that, um, 
you know, yes, I do. Or yeah, yes, I'm a Christian. Some people might, some, some people want to do this like courtesy thing to get you off their back. I think, I don't know if that's it or not, but they'll do a courtesy thing to like, just so you'll stop talking about it. Basically it's just to like this courtesy thing to, um, to get you to kind of back down and, and not to press in or dive in any deeper there. And, um, and not to make it about that, right? But we do not want to diminish Christ. I'm not saying we have to drill down, but we also don't have to back down. And we don't have to diminish who Christ is. He can be magnified. and He also can um, clearly exemplify himself because he is the ruler and he is all-powerful and all-knowing. And um, we just we, Pray to navigate through that and how we speak for him and shine for him and glorify uh, his name, right? Because we want to bring him glory. That's why he's purchased you with his precious blood, is that you can bring him glory in all that you do and the redemption of it. So, Father, we thank you. Lord, for your word, Lord, keep unpacking, unpacking it to us, God, and revealing, Lord, the depth of your heart, the depth of your understanding, the depth of your knowledge, God, and your will, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray for everyone listening um, this evening, God, and it's tuned in to the heart of God and to the spirit of God this evening, Father, that the purposes that you've ordained for their lives, Lord, would come forth, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you are setting people's feet, Lord, on paths, on the pathways. Lord, how you're leading them, God, and instructing them. And I thank you for that, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We love our families. We bless our families, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you powerfully shield and protect and preserve their faith, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for those who um, may question. Lord, we ask, Father, that you would reveal yourself, make yourself known for who you really are um, in their lives, God, and supersede um, where they doubt, where they um, have had dull hearing, God, um, false teaching. Jesus' name, Lord, we pray, ask that you unlock those things, Lord, that they could see and hear and know. And even in mind, I just seen him like unlocking um, God and just replacing, taking the things out the enemy has placed there, and that you would you would place, Father God, um, your word in their minds, Father. And we thank you, Lord. We're just making an exchange, Lord, just like you did on the cross, Lord, but also in their minds. Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, I'm going to open up the phone lines and um, pray because we might end a little early tonight because we know Carmen's coming on and I believe it's on this and I don't want to. I don't want to clog anything up for her. 
I want to be a blessing to her and everyone on PGN, so as you guys as well. So let's open up the phone line here. Uh, we have 828-989. I believe this is um, Jennifer. It is. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm wonderful. Very blessed. Blessed and fevered. <laughs> Wow, wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay, let me um, get your phone line for a second and pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Actually, when you said that, I I was reminded, um, talking to someone yesterday, and she said um, she was asking the Lord about her year, and when she opened her Bible, she turned right to the verse that said, this is, the year of the Lord's favor, um, an acceptable, ex, a year of the Lord's favor, acceptable year of his favor, something of the sort. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, um, for, your, for your favor and just the acceptance of your favor to be on earth um, to Jennifer, God, knowing that this, it is from you. Father God, it is an extension from your hands and of your ways and of your blessings, Lord. We thank you, Lord, how she walks, um, Lord, just in a place that's tethered to you in obedience, Lord, and through your leading and you guiding her, Lord, that there's like no slack in that line, Lord, um, but it's taunt and tethered, Lord. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, just for your guidance um, over her life, Lord. And even over a lifetime, God, your guidance, how you've guided her, Lord, and how you've sustained her and how you will magnify her, Father. Thank you for that, God. We thank you, Lord, for places where you've lifted her up, God, where you've lifted her up, Father, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name, God, and even places where um, he's lifted you up, like out of the miry clay or out of that place um, to regain your footing, but then also a place that is high and lifted up, like like a kite, kind of, you know, just very high. Um, so we thank you, Lord, in all the places and all the guidance um, that you've led her in and sustained her. And the process of her, um, and just even knowing you and trusting you, God, that you, and I'm seeing like on the other end of it, in all of those places, on the other end of it, you've seen God, you've seen him, you've seen his work, you've known his, you know, that you can trust him, you've known and you've found the grace in those places, you've come to know him more um, deeply or intimately or personally and trusting him more. But at the end of all those places I just um, mentioned, that you um, have seen him and seen him work. So we thank you, God, just um, for your faithfulness and your loving kindness, Lord, your steadfastness, really, um, and in through her life and the guidance, Lord, being steadfast and the guidance of Jennifer's life, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
um, so so hearing like faith and flourishing, faith and flourishing, Jesus' name. Yeah, faith and flourishing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Faith and flourishing. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Yes, to really um, sense the spirit on that. And they, um, like when I say it, it just is um, in my spirit, just very saturated with like living waters. When I say faith and flourishing, the flourishing part is just saturated with living waters. So, um Thank you. It's like like uh, the flourishing part is like a. It's. I mean, I give this illustration, but it's like more than this. But like you know how a sponge goes in and then it gets completely filled up. Except this is like totally soaking. Like maybe one of those natural sponges. Like when you wash the car and you put it in the bucket, right, and you pull it out, and it's like dripping, completely saturated, and then it's like it holds the process of it holding it in and um, it just seems like more and more and more like how is it possible it could hold this much, you know, and already be saturated. Um, so, so that's why I see the flourishing part of it as just being saturated with a living water. So thank you, Lord. And I think the part two as well for um, the rest of the listeners and all of us, um, is that the faith and flourishing is that when we follow him in faith and take those steps or, you know, do those things, say those things, um, regardless of, um, regardless or irregardless of, you know, anything else, that it disrupts around us, <laughs> that, uh, you know, our focus remains, that, um, that is us flourishing before the Lord. And I, and I think, yeah, just following, as we were talking last week about following what the Spirit says, which basically we probably talk about that every week, just in different ways, but uh, faith and flourishing. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, he's yeah. been faithful. Very faithful to where you know um i can't can't deny can't deny his hand can't deny his faithfulness his provision his protection his power um his presence so yes like he's more real to me than my hand in front of my face actually mm-hmm. so, praise god yeah very good Praise God. Very cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything you would like to share with the listeners or any prayer requests? Oh, he's just faithful. You know, we can sometimes, um, and he just brings us back around a lot, you know, when we, seem to you know, get off path or wrong thinking. He he's always speaking. He's always speaking, you know, and we need to pay attention. Um, I feel like 
you know, when he confirms, uh, I mean, he knows me well enough to know that I need confirmation many <laughs> times sometimes. But he's faithful to do that when you ask, even. So, mm-hmm. he's just good. Always good. But, um, yeah, he is good. You're right. When we ask him to confirm and to show us his ways, um, even if, you know, sometimes uh, if we're just wanting to stay focused, like, hey, is this still is this still the area you want me to focus on, you know, or to stay, right? Um, he, is, he is incredible the way that he can confirm your ways. Um, and where you're at, really knowing, like, hey, I'm very aware of your circumference. <laughs> I know precisely where you're at and what you're doing, you know? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and he's, um, he's just, he's just been doing a lot of humbling, just humbling me places, you know, and he's just speaking very loudly right now. He's always speaking loudly, but right now he seems to be, I don't know, it's just, you know, he he crucified me. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, to him. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, praise God. Thank you. Did you um, have any prayer requests? Um. I just, I, I just have um, loved ones traveling. I know throughout all this week, Greg, Greg will be traveling here to North Carolina on Thursday, and my son, he's going to Italy, and my daughter is, you know, she's always traveling. Like she does ten hour, um, traveling every every Thursday. Um, so just travel mercies for loved ones and and grace however you feel okay yes absolutely okay that's wonderful so father we thank you lord for jennifer's family lord we thank you lord for her daughter and her son and all of their travels lord and for greg as well lord as he will be traveling this week Father God, and we thank you, Lord, uh, that you watch over them. Lord, and just as we were talking about you knowing that we're in your circumference, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your protection. We thank you, Lord, that um, those that are driving and um, are being traveled by other drivers or even uh, flights, Lord, that you would um, um, just be sharp and their thinking and their awareness and their discernment and their um, being active, proactive and offensive and defensive and driving and just alert. Let's try to say the alert and response time, Father, and they're driving. We thank you, Lord, for the protection, Lord, of your guidance, Lord, giving your angels charge over them in all of their ways, Lord, and powerfully shielding and protecting them. We ask for your grace and your favor, Lord, and your mercies to be upon their travels, Father, and watching over them, God, and just being watchful, 
God, over their lives, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that they would just have the um, awareness of your presence as watchful over their lives and their travels, Father. And we thank you, Lord, um, and even in their needs, Lord. So just how your word tells us at your throne, when we come to the throne of grace, we, we receive mercy. And then it says we find grace in our time of need, that literally in their need that they would find and see and seek your grace, Lord. And I pray that it would be present with them because you were watchful for them. So we thank you for this invitation to pray to you and to ask of you, God. And we thank you, Lord, how you respond um, and answer and care for our pleas. Lord, um, and may you receive the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. You're welcome. God bless you. (laughs) Hey, we said that exact same time. It's like double. (laughs) So there we go. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. Okay, you take care. Thank you. You too. Okay, bye. Um, you know, I need to check something. I just realized something about, um, let me see. I, I don't think I'm going to miss anything if I do this, but I need to check something on the, just because, um, I don't think I do. Hold on, I'll be right back. Today's the second. Hold on. Okay, I think I understand what maybe happened. Oh, okay, very good. I didn't mess anything up. Okay, all right, I got it. I just want to make sure it's something. Okay, um, so 909-381, good evening. Who am I speaking to? Um, this is Frida from California. Hey, Frida. Hi. Hi. I think sometimes you have a different phone number. Is that right? Yeah, one is my cell, one is my phone number. Oh, okay, okay. That's why I was like, I think that's a three number. I just know. I never, I don't write down um, yeah. numbers, but I, I was like, I think there's a, a number with a three in it last time. Sorry, with a three. Okay, that's not a problem. <laughs> this is, that's what threw me off. So let me pray for you. So, Father, we thank you for Frida, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We just lift her up. God, she's high and lifted up with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, that she is high and lifted up in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father God. Lord, I thank you for the things um, as she is high and lifted up in you, God, that that you um, give her a different vision, a different view, a different perspective uh, when she's high and lifted up with you, God, in and, and, and those places. Lord, um, and just in, in that realm, you know, that is higher than here, you know, that higher in this earthly realm, but in the spiritual realm, um, and being high and lifted up in the Lord shows those things from his perspective, from sometimes his outcome. And sometimes, um, you know, we gain, um, obviously, the understanding, but we gain um, his perspective we gain, and when we see it differently, that it's transformational. And it also, you know, when it's transformational, it's, it's not just our understanding or just our intellect and like, oh, okay, yeah, well, that's only 
I only have three more weeks of that left or whatever, you know. But um, but it, the transformational part is it really transforms us and it transfigures our spirit, our soul, sanctifying us and um, and physically, like even our emotions and our process and our intellect, because it's very memorable. It's like it's like the Lord stamps us like thing on our DNA in some ways when it's transformational and it transforms everything about us like and not only how we just view that one specific circumstance or outcome but then future things right because he it's like this it's not only is he transforming our DNA but it's like he's transforming it to his DNA and to his like and really showing us like hey I've imparted the things I've imparted into you are so much deeper and richer than you're comprehending when you're walking on earth and bumping up against all the things that are happening on earth, you know, and this is one reason why he calls us to go up higher with him so that we can gain his perspective. But I see the Lord doing even more than that um, with you is doing it in such a way that it's transformational. And it always kind of is to a certain degree, I guess when he changes our perspective, that is transformational um, but I see it in a, on a different, like a whole, different depth um, with you and really, tra- really being transformational and a very um, like deeper level, which is very cool. Like we all want this, <laughs> you know, because then when you're on earth, you're actually walking here, but you're actually you know, it's like, and the two worlds are two different things, you know, and I hate to make it sound like a sci-fi kind of a movie, right? But when we, when we're, um, okay, this is separate side note kind of a thing, but when we are Christians and we walk here on earth, we don't have our time with the Lord and in the word and prayer, worship, whatever it is that causes his breath in our sails and lifts us up and definitely his word has to be a part of that is um, then it's just like the world is our backboard and it all, everything is bouncing off of that. It's echoing off of that. And we don't have the true sound and we don't have that true, you know, we're not that true carrier um, of his reflection uh, when we're just walking on earth, if we're not causing or allowing that sanctification process, but it's not just being, again, sanctified with you, Frida, while that is a part of it. This, there is a transformational level, transformational thing that is um, happening or going to happen or is happening when you are, you are high and lifted up with Christ. And again, in this particular, as I'm seeing it, I know his word says we are seated with him in heavenly places. That means it is finished. So seated in the sense of he has completed it. And we have been placed there permanent. There's a permanent place for us there. But I'm not seeing you seated. I'm seeing you high and lifted up. And you're like you're way up in the sky and you're seeing a whole different perspective of things. And being able to tap into the realm of what's going on in God's perspective and in the heavenly, um, you know, having that as your sounding board all of a sudden, right? And we take that in, 
you know, we're able to, it's not just our sounding board in heaven, we're able to, in our persons, be permeable, to take that in and have input and output and it be transformational. And then again, yours is like on this really deeper level where it's imprinting onto you. Like almost, not necessarily changing your DNA, but there's a structure to it that is permanent to your transformation to how um, like maybe one particular outcome or circumstances, but then you're imprinted with that for everything else because, because you have that identity of Christ being stamped or imprinted um, on this transformational level. And I don't know where that lands exactly somewhere in your spirit, soul, Emotions, all of that. Somehow, that's an inner thing, and uh, I don't see how that works. That, but um, very cool, very good. And um, so, praise God. Amen. Um, yeah, I I was actually calling in. Um, Beside myself, I was wanting to pray for my oldest niece. Yeah. And she's going through some things right now as far as, like, living situations, and she has four children. And I'm in California. She's in Oklahoma. So, obviously, there's nothing I can physically do, but I'm just not quite sure how what's going on in her head or in her mind because she's not really she's not really being expressive and she's not saying anything as you know as to what her next move is like what she what she wants to do or how she's going to continue to be there without a residence a place to live and so I'm, I'm I've been kind of bothered by it and obviously she's not my daughter, but she's my sister's older daughter. And it's just so bothersome because I think about the children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the children are in school. And it's just so much. I just don't know what's going on in her head. And I'm just concerned. Sure. And you said she has four children. Did I hear you right? Yeah, she has four children that are, well, three that is in elementary school and one that's not in school yet. And what is her name? Are you able to share? Mia. Mia? Yeah. And I don't know. It's just confusing. Um, Her last child is with a different man. The other three children are with another man. And she was staying with the last child's sister. And then I found out that the sister said, oh, she has to leave. And so I said, well, well when do you have to leave? She says Sunday, which is this past Sunday. And I said, well, where are you going to go? And she's like, um, I really don't know. And so the child's father is staying with the mother. And I was like, well, what is he going to do? And she's like, well, I really don't know that either. 
And I'm like, well, she does have a car, but I'm like, if you have no nobody that's reliable, nobody that can help take you and the children in, like, like where are you going to be? Mm-hmm. And it's just so complicated to understand how all of that happened, but it's because she was following him, following after him. She started mm-hmm. saying that she didn't know if she really believed in God and she didn't understand. She she really doesn't know. And, and I was like, well, maybe these people are the reason why. And maybe it's for the best that this journey or cycle of her life is ending because it was just like so many things happening. And now the real harsh reality is that she's homeless. Hmm. Wow, that is hard. And not just her, but her children. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me, um, let's pray for her and continue to pray for her as the Holy Spirit puts her upon our hearts and minds. And I would just encourage you to just keep reaching out to her in love and uh, just to keep the communications open, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, with her, yeah, and interceding as the Holy Spirit leads you as well. So, okay, thank you for letting us know. I'm going to close your phone line and then pray for Mia. Okay, thank you. Thank, you. thank you. So, Father, we thank you for Frida, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, just for her heart to stand in the gap for Mia. God, we we lift her up to you, Lord, and we ask, Lord, that you would lift confusion from her, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, um, any despair or despondency, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for her family and for her children, God, we ask that you miraculously and divinely intervene and make um, a way for them, Father God, to sustain them with your grace, Lord. Um, in your mercies, Father God, in Jesus' name, God, I ask that you correct her course. God, correct her course, Lord, and even the compass. Lord, let the the fault of her compass um, be you, God, fall on you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for receiving her prayers, Lord, that are uncomplicated, that are merciful, Lord, and we ask for your direction on just seeing a compass and, again, just and asking the Lord, you know, just that true north that, that it, would, um, it would, God would become the default of her heart and she would fall on him on, on all else and rely and fall on him on all else. And we thank you, Lord. Um, and we ask, Lord, that you would, I, I personally ask, Lord, that you would ease her path and ease her way, Lord, um, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, um, and the journey, God, that you would place people there to help her and to give her direction, God, even if it's the school, whatever it might be, Father, we just pray that all things come into the light, Lord, um, that the entire family would be served well, Um, and that Mia would be found in you and that you could direct that family, God, safely. We ask, Lord, for your preservation and your protection over them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, 502-548. Good evening. This, um, I believe, hey, Deborah. is Greg. It is. Kentucky, I got it right. Yep. But only probably because uh, Jennifer gave me, clued me in that you were traveling. Although she didn't say Kentucky, she just said traveling. So. Yep. Anyways. Well, very good. That's very nice. Okay. Let me pray. Let me uh, mute this just so, just in case I get distracted. So, Father, we thank you for Greg, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we know we've always we already covered his travels. Lord, uh, we thank you, Father God, just for time, um, his time, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, um, that he would give you his time. You know, all time is in his hands, right? There's Kairos times. He redeems the times, um, you know. Even with Joshua, he, the time stood still. And the Lord can work in and through even our time. So something with time, time, not time, time. And so I thank you, Father God, um, just for the awareness of time and the principles and the practices, um, Father God, in Jesus' name, and even um, you know, that he wouldn't lose any time, Father God, right? Because your word says that you can redeem it. And um, and giving him all things, you know, just like we give him. And I think last time when I prayed for you about giving, um, right, our talents and our gifts in different ways, stewarding, stewarding different things. Um, and so our time is one thing when we give it to the Lord. It's interesting um, how he gives us other times and how he can renew even times he can renew times and um, that's what I'm sensing even very strongly right there is renew times and let me tell you um, this what I'm thinking as the Lord is recalling to my remembrance here is that um, our son used to uh, when he was in college he played sports and so sometimes we would travel and we went to Florida so not being too far from South Carolina and um, it was on uh, Flagler Beach, I think it was. But anyways, I had at the time, I had a ministry class. And at the end of the ministry class, um, the very last week, she would do like double up on things. It was like really hard to finish. But it was meant that way to be challenging that way so that we would press in deeper into the Lord, knowing we had life as well, but also pressing into the Lord for more. And part of it was ministering to other people as well. Then we had, <clears throat> had to give an account for it. And I think on this particular one, there was something with dreams. I had to, you know, just find somebody blindly off the streets or off the beach, if you will, and minister to them um, about evangelism, basically, but ministering about dreams. And so um, during that time, I had asked the Lord, so the only time that we had on the beach literally was like 40 minutes in between what we were doing for his game and what I was, so I had really no other time to be with other people um, specifically to minister to them. So I asked the Lord before I got up, we sat on the beach for like five, 10 minutes and 
And I just prayed and asked the Lord, I said, I dedicated my time to him. And, and I said, Lord, you know that I love the beach. And I just want to dedicate this. I'm going to steward my time here. But I'm asking you, and I'm asking you to take this time and just sew it into whatever, like, my next vacation would be, that you would bless that and, you know, um, like, like I'm stewarding this time here into my next vacation. I know it's weird. I've never even heard of anyone ever do that before. But I just sensed, like, I love the beach. I love, okay, but I was ministering and working for him at that time, knowing I needed to get this done and talk to, like, two people, minister to them. And I knew, right, 20-minute conversation at least. Each, but that was, I'm like, I had to stay on task. So, um, and he did amazingly um, he did we ended up taking a family vacation and actually had my son-in-law help us find a location Um, and that's the time I think we ended up taking a cruise to um, wherever but it was incredibly gorgeous and definitely the God 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 restored and honored um, that time that I saw. So I, when I say the time thing, and then that came, the Lord brought that to my remembrance. But right before that, I was really feeling strongly the, a renew of time. So I thank you, Father God, for just opening that up, God, in um, different areas and in different realms that he's maybe seen or not seen before. And even in areas, Lord, where maybe he sowed and didn't even realize he was, God, that now you open his eyes to how you are um, unlocking that, that he's reaping it. He's, he's reaping what he sowed, God, that you show him even in that, Father God, um, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And, like, we can't harbor time. I don't know what that is, a harbor. We don't want to harbor. Um, okay, let me see, because I think two things. I think of a negative and a positive um, connotation in that. Um, hmm. Yeah, because it could be a place of the coast and the vessel, right, Um, where the water is. But then people can harbor things in their heart. So something harbor, but I'm not sure which one harbor. Thank you, Lord. I guess I was thinking harbor, like not to hold on to things. When we hold on to things um, with time, harboring our time, I guess, we hold on to things in that sense, then we're actually, um, as you know, the principle, it's not, um, it's not the, the, um, the renewal of the time or the um, harvesting of the time, you know, we steward it and then it comes back to us, right? The redemption of it, if you will. But if we harbor our time, like, Hey, I resent, I resent going to this picnic with whatever, you know what I mean? Like we're harboring that time in our heart, right? Even like the word says, 
do not give, um, God loves a cheerful giver, do not give um, begrudgingly or out of necessity. So he's saying, like, if you are begrudging, don't even bother because you're not going to get a good outcome on it, you know. Um, like, it's not, you're not going to reap anything, so to speak. So, um, so anything with that. And even asking the Lord um, if you have, to let that go, make sure that, you know, release it, release, releasing it, freeing it. So the Lord's free to move um, and renew all of your time. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if there's something there or not. And I'm still going to open your phone line because the other thing I thought of um, just now or what came to mind, I should say, what came to mind of, I was thinking, um, and I know that you're a businessman, and my husband, um, he doesn't like to see if we go somewhere um, and people are working, like he's watching them work like a restaurant or something, and they're not efficient with their time, it, like, it bothers him. Like, he's like, he will start doing the math in his head. Okay, there's 12 employees here. How much could they be paying them an hour? How many people are in this establishment? Is, are they making up that, like, he's literally a math person. He'll start going through the time and, like, all these people shouldn't be here. They're, like, he'll start talking about how inefficient um, their time is and that it's not producing the outcome of what it should. So I don't even know if you're like that. Like, if you have that type of thought, like, hey, this could be more efficient and streamlined this way, you know? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Not always. So I would say, okay, yeah. But but the point is, is like my husband, not that he's like super rigid because he's not. He's like way funner than I am. <laughs> and um, he he's not rigid at all. He's just, it's his process of thinking. And, yeah. um, but sometimes he does get impatient with it. And I just think we just have to relax. Like if you want to really know those answers, that's fine. But if you're trying to control the outcome of time because of that, like then he's harboring it. Do you get what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. um, so there's a fine line there because he has that skill and he has that workmanship as an entrepreneur or as a businessman. And it's a good skill, but then, has to make sure he focuses it where it can be utilized the best with the best outcome. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine's usually focused internally, like where I'm working or with some other business owner that, or uh, business that you know, I'm helping or you know, working with them on some product. And yeah, you see that stuff and you're like, it's, such a waste of time or waste of resources. There's there's a much better way to accomplish this with less expenditure. Yeah, I see that sometimes. Yeah, that's very similar. So, yeah. So, and it's okay. Like, again, it's like that's your natural process. And because God uses it to create business so that you can produce. You're Like, you're one of the people you just go ahead and you produce. And you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and so, and he's like that too, but at the same time, if he, if it makes him frustrated or, and so here's like, so on my part, just to be, um, 
you know, being on the prophetic side. So if the Lord shows me something and someone, and I don't even really want to know, but the Lord, sometimes I just, I don't even, honestly, I don't really want to know. But um, because of his, the wisdom and his counsel, he does disclose something to me. And I know he wants me to pray for that person and he'll do this at church, okay? And it's very, yeah. like, I don't know. It's hard for me to know how to navigate a relationship with that person knowing what the Lord disclosed to me. Does that make sense? And, yeah. but I still have to, I still have enough that I have a personal ought or anything against them. But it's like, um, I don't know how to navigate that well. And I haven't navigated that well either I'm just I don't really get to know that person because I feel like I should just pray for them and I don't know how to navigate it do you get what I'm saying or I don't so that's where my errors so I have a natural process but then I still have to learn how to I still have to learn how to navigate it face to face and still having the disclosure of the Lord yes so right yep Yeah, so it. the renew your time. So the yeah, see, so that's so now everybody gets it really because our strength can be anyway, yeah, we just have to learn to mature in the full circumference of who God's made us to be and the strength and, yeah. and the weakness of it. And yeah. And not that it's gonna be like you know, I'm not gonna have the same relationship just depending on what he's disclosed, but as far as just being, you know, personable to a certain degree you know um yeah but anyway but renewing time is cool because and even even just learning the aspects of time and how he does that as like as we can steward and even give that to him and say yeah Right. Well, and yeah, Jennifer and I talk about it a lot too, and we both feel like he not only can he, but he will, and he is redeeming time. You know, because we we met later in life, and you know, just sometimes it's hard not to. I mean, I'll uh, I'll be sixty in a month, in a month, and I'm like, oh, wow. you know, I mean, reality is reality. I mean, we don't live to a hundred much anymore, and quality of life and all that. We just both have felt that he's told us and he will, you know, redeem time and make up for, you know, some of the things that we may have missed out on or didn't experience as um, pleasantly as as we do together. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me see. But we talk about that a lot is, you know, time short. I mean, no matter how you want to view it, but time is short, you know, one way or the other, either in our years or, you know, when the Lord returns, but time is definitely short. Yes. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it is cool when, um, I guess it's, it is cool when, um, the Lord, uh, when we come into different aspects of the Lord and realizing we really can give him all things like, Hey Lord, I only have this much time. This is my time frame. I'm going to like, even that whole incident of me, I'm going to minister. I'm going to 
do what I need to do. Um, and while I'm doing it on the beach and I'm grateful for it, okay, right? Because I could be doing it somewhere else. Like I'm grateful to be yeah. doing this, sewing this time here and doing what I need to do. But at the same time, I'm not enjoying the beach the way, Lord, you know I right. would like to. So I'm asking okay. you to take this time, take it and, and, and sew it into whatever my next thing is. And I don't even know what it was. And I don't even know why I prayed it. I've, I, honest to God, I've never heard anyone say anything like that. But I just prayed and gave him my time. And literally in that moment, in, in that time, there was a woman on the beach. I talked to her. I, I might have shared this here before, but she was, um, she was from North Carolina. And her son was um, somehow political of some sort. I ended up praying with her. It was really a really great ministry time with her. It really ministered to her. And she really felt like mm-hmm. God met her, you know. And then I only had a few minutes left to um, do something with a dream. I forget how I started talking to that, that woman that was from North Carolina. But um, – and I was like, well, I don't even know. And I looked at my watch. I was like, I don't have hardly, I mean, I have like 20 minutes left, and I know it's going to take at least that long. So I was like, I said to the Lord, the next person who walks by, I'm just going to ask them. And this lady passed me by, and I stopped her. And she told me about a dream, this reoccurring dream that she had about being in this round room, and she was a teacher of some sort. And she was like from Russia, so she had a type of accent. And... Um, and in this room, there were all these different doors, and she didn't know which door to take. It was, to me, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit just revealed, but it was so obvious. Her dream was like Jesus was the door of heaven, you know. And so we were talking mm-hmm. about some different things, and she was definitely new age. She was telling me, oh, your light is, like, your chakra is, so, you know, it's like, okay, she's new age, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's okay, I can handle this, you know. I mean, in the sense where I've ministered to people that are new age before, so, you know, I'm talking to her. I'm talking to her about the counterfeit light, you know, things that are counterfeit, giving her some illustration, talking about what's real and that Jesus is real. And um, so I'm giving her the gospel, basically an illustration and then in format and then in gospel. And um, and I was thinking, Lord, I, I, am I going to get back to this dream or not, you know? And so... Um, and it, everything was happening so what well, I felt fast and I could tell she was like on board that I started to feel like, I mean, not that I think I'm that persuasive anyways, but in the moment I just thought, is this, I don't even know why I thought it, but I thought, is this me? Like, I don't want to lead her. Like, I don't want her. Like, I really want, I mean, it's silly of me now. I know unless the sovereignty of God's grace is on it, she couldn't have been led to the Lord, right? Because he's the only one that can do that. But in the moment, I was just having a moment. And so I said to her, um, I said, well, you know, you don't have to pray with me. You can go back to your hotel room, get on your knees and pray whenever you're ready. You don't have to pray here with me. And she goes, no, I want to pray here with you now. And I said, okay. And so she literally received the Lord. 20 minutes. Wow. This is the first time I've ever had anything like this happen in that amount of time frame. And her dream so much correlated to Jesus is the door. That's what I was talking about. Like it, to me, it was so, her dream was so obvious 
that Jesus was the door and he was standing at the door of her heart even today knocking, you know, will you let him in, you know? So, um, yeah, she prayed to receive the Lord right there on the beach. People were walking by us. And so, and then all of a sudden, like when I'm praying for her and talking to her, I felt like the beach got more crowded, like more people were passing by, you know? So, um, it was like, I just prayed with her right there and she received the Lord. And I literally only had a 20 minute conversation with that woman. That's incredible. Anyways, I'd like like to do that again. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's, too, like, um, I don't think we realized, I mean, I didn't at the, at the um, till then either, that uh, God's grace is just an arm's length away. Like, we think, okay, who should I minister? Who should I talk to? Or we're waiting or looking. Yeah. It literally is the person. Yeah. I've seen that happen a right. couple of times. Literally, just is the person he brings. It's already his sovereign grace and providence is way closer to us than we realize. Yeah. And perhaps that's something you needed to know before you travel. You know, um, yeah, maybe that those are a couple of things you needed to know before your travels. So, praise God. Huh. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, was it, what did you just said something about silos last week? About what? Silos, like brain silos. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, so, because remember I explained that, you know, in my travels, one of the areas I go into, there's, I mean, I don't even stop and count them, but I just, I see them constantly. And for some reason this week, one morning, Jennifer and I were talking, we were talking and texting back and forth, and, was, and immediately I felt like God was just like, well, pay attention to the name on the mailbox or the farm or the or the, the number or the address or, you know, maybe there's something in that. and looked up a couple of the names that were attached to the properties and just um it's just like one of those things where well, it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell or doesn't resonate like immediately but it's like well now you've put it on the radar or god put it on the radar and so i don't know you know it's not like i'm just looking for something you just look up and there's a silo and the next thing you see is this name on the you know on the sign or the mailbox and so like i wonder if there's something to that and um, so yeah, so I mean, it's just that's just a, I guess, a testimony of the. Sometimes when we hear something, we're like, yeah, it just didn't really resonate with me, or I don't know what God's saying there, and you know, sometimes it's for future, and then that one day something pops up, and you're like, oh, I remember Deborah gave me this word about silos, so I just mm-hmm. must need to pay attention to silos right now. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I'm glad that you did that too and wrote that down. Like, just kind of made a note of whatever references were around there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does speak on even how you take in the Lord, which is good, which pretty much everyone here listening is on board with that. And But also I've noticed this. Someone, someone um, told me this about, because um, in my travels as well, I mean, I don't travel a lot, and when I mean travels is even to just do errands, that's what I mean, too, is is that um, I will see something or whatever, and, um, or, or, anyway, someone told me this. Okay, let me just go back to this. Somebody, uh, I don't know if I heard it or read it, but was saying, think about, um, be aware of what you're pondering or thinking about yeah. when you actually see that. 
So it's not just seeing more in it, but it may, so I say that to say it may have had something to do with whatever you and Jennifer were conversing about. I'm not sure. Like if you were talking about something specific and then you see in the silo, like whatever the topic of the subject was that you're speaking of, do you get get what I'm saying? Yeah. That might have something to do with it. Seeing the silo in connection with, whatever the conversation was in regards to, because when I started to pick up on that, like what I was pondering or what I was thinking about, whatever it was, the Lord was bringing to my remembrance. And then I see like a Mm -hmm. series of numbers or whatever it is. I know Mm -hmm. that that's related to that, how that's where the Lord wants me to apply that or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But certainly if it's something new, like, you know, if it hasn't been silos before, then taking yeah. it all in so you can learn what he's saying. Like, okay, I'm yeah. going to be attentive. I am attentive to your invitation, Lord, to silos. You know, yeah. and I'm attentive. My eyes, ears, conversation, and even if you wrote it all down, I don't know if you're right like that, but here's the silo. Here's what Jennifer and I were talking about. Here's the name I've seen. Here's the street or here's the address, you know, Lord, I'm attentive to all of it. You just keep speaking and um, I'm leaning into you. I say yes to your invitation for more. So praise God. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a good conversation. I, I do need to move on. Do you um, yeah. have any prayer requests? You know, the only thing just be that, um, you know, I'm getting to spend three or four days with, with Jennifer. And, um, we're going to go camping for a couple of days and it's just, you know, out in one of our favorite places and um, just God's ministered to both of us there. I mean, super meaningful to her and it became really meaningful to me, not just because of her, but it just, I just... Uh, we're both believing, you know, this recreational time and enjoying each other time. But at the same time, we're both strongly believing that, you know, God's going to meet us there and um, and speak and give us direction and, you know, for our future and, you know, where we're headed and, you know, what we're hoping for and trusting him for. So just, you know, just a, a quick prayer about, you know, the time that we have together this weekend. <laughs> that it would be about okay. him and about us. Yes, 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 okay. All right, I'm going to, it's funny that you say time and my whole thing was time. My whole word for you was time. Yeah, So, exactly. yes, I I will pray, amen. And I know that too, um, I'm going to mute your phone line and pray for you. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Again, yeah. safe travels. Yeah, thank you. Um, but the Lord does delight in things that he puts together, things that we know are according to his will. Um, and his purposes, he delights when we delight in that, right? Just like even the Hebrews have times of celebration, the Lord likes us to celebrate. Like when John and I have an anniversary, I mean, I've asked him before, oh, Lord, should we go there? Because like, or is that a little bit more money than maybe I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, you know. And um, the Lord just showed me, I mean, not, not that we don't have, 
limits or stay on track or whatever. But the Lord showed me, like, it's okay if you're doing it to celebrate. Like, you want to celebrate your love and a covenant that he put together and rejoice in that and really just, like, taking your time together. And I know we're married, but, like, but that's just an expression of, like, yeah, I want you to rejoice. I want you to have fun um, and celebrate. You know, so it's okay when he wants us, again, like you're saying, refresh. Okay, so thank you, blog times in my ears. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, um, again, for this time. We just set it before you, God. We know, Lord, that it's not an increment, God, that it's a fragment, Lord, and a placement, Lord, that, um, that they're placing before you, that they steward it well, God, with recreation and refreshing, uh, in your presence, Lord, that you would speak to them and confirm and confide, Lord, um, in your ways for them and in your guidance and uh, directionally as well, God. So we thank you, Lord, just for the unique ways um, of how you lead their path, Lord, and lead their steps as they are acknowledging you in all of their ways, Lord, and even establishing their thoughts, God, as they are committing this unto you, Father. They're committing their time unto you, Lord. So we thank you for establishing their thoughts and you. In Jesus' name, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, 251-342. Good evening. Who am I speaking to? Good evening, 251 Hello, this is Latrice from Alabama. How are you? Good, Latrice. How are you? It is well. It's well. Awesome. Praise God. Okay, let me pray for you. I'm going to mute your phone line. Thank you for joining us, staying with us tonight. God bless you. So, Father, we thank you for Latrice. In Jesus' name, Father God, we just lift her up to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes the Lord organizes things like um, not, um, how do we say, like, um, like, okay, like, like, (laughs) um, he has, right, Like, he has warriors and he has armies, right? And even in different um, things and different rankings, they are organized. And they all function under his authority and his rule and his headship and leadership. But they're, they come in order up under his ruleship. I don't know if that makes sense, uh, what I'm trying to say. So I see kind of like an army and um, and sometimes it feels like discipline, if you will, right? Like sometimes, um, like, oh, I'm trying to think. Like sometimes it does feel like discipline, right? Like we need to, when we're first Christians, like, hey, we need to read the word. Um, you know, some people really, I've heard as of late, um, some people really give testimonies of prayer where like, they really had to stay diligent for a long time and be faithful before they felt like fruitfulness and the goodness of God in their lives. And I'm not sure necessarily if like anyone here is like that because we're have more prophetic and are spirit filled and stuff. But, um, but I have heard people say things like that. So I don't know if the Lord has something in your life where he's not, he's not disciplining you. It's just the, the 
respect of um, how he organizes that particular measure and how you serve him. Now, again, whether that's like you're a warrior um, or if it's like in the Lord's army, there's something, you know, that you take care of, maybe stomping on the enemy, those kinds of things, um, you know, that um, there's an organizational structure um, to how we serve him as well, right? And different rankings as well. So I'm not sure where I'm using the army <clears throat> reference with you, but I am. And so even me being an intercessor, I would call myself an intercessor, that um, I love my time with the Lord when I am free to give my time to the Lord and to worship him and to honor him and to esteem him and just to take him in and, you know, um, asking him to show me his love more and expand my heart to receive his love so I can be an expression of his love more and more. And, um, you know, removing any barriers, that kind of thing where it's very personable like that. But then my intercession for him, you know, um, that sometimes can feel like work, even though I can slip into it really easily, especially if he's leading me. But at other times, it can feel like work, you know. Um, and so, but there's a different aspects to it. Um, but it's all part of how it's organized and structured under, under him. They each have their own aspect. So I can't just stick with one and not do the other, right? Because the gift, whatever you're gifted in, Latrice, is your gift belongs to the Lord. And he shows you how it functions in you and through you, but your gift belongs to him. So I couldn't just stick with one, hey, I'm just going to worship you, Lord, and this is my, right? And I'm going to call this intercession, <laughs> you know? Um, yes. Or even who I should pray for or not who I should pray for, right? Because if it's the gift and I'm to intercede, then I need to pray for whoever he's showing me to pray for, whether, you know, how, regardless of how I feel about that person, what I know about that person, what I like, dislike, you know, whatever, you know. Um, and sometimes there's certain things the Lord has me pray for that I'm never going to tell anybody. Like, I mean, I'm going to take, it's just going to be in the archives of heaven, you know, and whether the Lord reveals that to them in heaven on that side, that's so be it. But it is going to be in the archives of heaven, um, you know. And so the same is true. Again, Latrice, I don't know if we've ever talked about what your specific gifts are uh, that the Lord's placed on you. But again, I, I see a sense of the structure of it being up under the Lord. And again, something about as like militant or armies. I don't know if it's like you're a warrior, things that you stomp things out. I don't know if it's kind of like stomping things out of the, um, that the enemy, um, you know, brings on certain territory, like, like that's kind of militant, the warrior militant type of thing is like the territory and the dominion belong to the Lord, even if it's spiritual. So even if you're in an atmosphere, whether it be at Dairy Queen or, you know, Sunday school, if there's an atmosphere and, you know, you need to take authority over that, you know, so in all of those different um, places, um, those are his structure, right? We have to be free to move 
and then through those gifts. So let me open your phone line because let me just see. Uh, tell me what your gifts are and uh, if anything I'm saying is ringing true as far as in the gifted realm of your life. Probably all of it. I have several gifts. Uh, faith, wisdom, knowledge, preaching, teaching, singing. I was at Dairy Queen today. I taught Sunday school for the last two weeks. Uh, yes, just touched on about some of everything you said tonight, Deborah. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, yeah, so something about just the structures of it are like he's the, the order and the structures of it that he's placing and getting um, yeah so sometimes it can look like not necessarily out of order so like if you're at Dairy Queen but you know you know what I'm saying I mean you get what I'm saying yeah it's still his oh, order yeah. and we're yeah and we're still like yeah because our gifts are to glorify him, to bring other people closer to the Lord. And, you know, so, um, and, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. So our gifts are to magnify and to glorify the Lord, bring others more into his awareness and into his presence and his goodness, whatever else that gift might be. And, you know, some, some of our healing, like even sometimes some singing and preaching and teaching can be healing if it's in the word. Like I've, I've, I've sat under teaching that has been, um, it just felt like there was it, was, it felt like the teacher was breathing on the word of God and it was like billows and billows and billowing down to the row that I was sitting in, right, the second or third row, and just bringing forth a presence of the Lord's healing, and his word was healing. You know, it was bringing forth a healing word. And this is important, too, uh, you know, um, especially for you, Latrice, you have so many gifts and so much um, that you bring in the presence of the Lord is to prepare yourself well, but I'm sure the Lord does that. Um, as well, he has the thing where he gets rid of the dross in us so that we're pure when we come before him in worship or teaching or whatever that might be, instructions, wisdom, counsel. And um, yeah, it's just really, it's a sense of that willingness to even say to the Lord, I don't want anything in me to be in the way like Lord may this completely like you shine through me even though when you stand in a place where you're leading because you have to show up in your vessel with the presence of the Lord but at the same time still your soul can be subservient to your spirit within you and it's more like you have a front row seat to what the Holy Spirit is doing and you're still follow even in leading, you still have the humility and following him and that awareness, hey, like I'm going to step into this, but I'm still going to be yielded and surrendered unto him as I'm doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, I concur with that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I like it. It is 
<laughs> do you have any prayer requests? I do. I have a few. <laughs> uh, okay, I awesome. want to request a prayer for us, a little a 10-year-old named Eden. She has uh, brain tumors, and oh. we are that she shall be delivered and set free. And uh, there is a nine-month-old baby boy, Zayden. We are believing that he will have no developmental issues um, when he returns to the doctor uh, and through his testing process. And uh, I have a friend, James, he's having some issues with his heart. And I think that's it. Uh, You can pray as the Lord allows for me if that's okay. But I would like to request prayer for those individuals. Okay, so we're going to pray for your friend James's heart. That's a physical condition? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Eden, okay. And then Eden, Eden you mean Eden is 10 and yeah. has a brain tumor. And then Zayden, that's it, nine months He's old boy? Ten with brain tumors. Two? Ten. Oh, wait, she has 10 brain tumors? Yes, she is a 10-year-old with 10 brain tumors. Wow. Wow. Okay. And then Zeta, as a little boy, and and he has no developmental issues in his next appointment. Correct. Okay, thank you. God bless you. Well. All right, praise God. We're going to believe God and stand in the gap. And I know the other, um, those that are listening, um, whether online or at another time, and uh, who are dialed in, tuned in tonight, just going to pray in agreement. And please say, as the Holy Spirit brings these people to remembrance and the others who ask for prayer requests as well, or any other night, really, as the Holy Spirit um, brings to your remembrance, just pray. Amen intercede for them, as well as, you know, um, any of the hosts, if the Lord brings them to your remembrance, you know, um, pray for them as well. God's protection, you know, if you have um, something fond in your heart, if the Lord brings remembrance to you, then you bless that person. Um, In Jesus' name, I know when I go throughout my week, you know, sometimes the Lord has me pray Again, you know, recalling the evening, I'll bring that to remembrance in my prayers, and I will pray. Um, As he brings things to my remembrance, I will pray that. And if I have a fond thought of something someone shared or did or memory of someone, then I will bless that person and just release a blessing and and pray that over them as well. So, well, thank you, Latrice, and we're going to pray for your uh, request now. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you, saints. Wonderful saints. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We just lift up 
May we lift up these people to you, Father God. We're going to start with Eden. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the place of the beginning. God, Eden's beginnings, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to draw back to that, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray, Lord, uh, for favorable outcomes, Lord. Every testimony, Lord, that we've heard from a young person, Lord, who has had tumors removed, cancerous um, fibroids, Lord, removed, Father God, and healings miraculously, um, Diablo being removed from their lives, Lord, that has shown up on a screening of this young boy and had this, uh, it looked literally like the face of Diablo um, on this screening to be removed in Jesus' name. We pray, Father God, and lift up, God, a spirit of prophecy in Jesus' says, there, there you are, God, repeating God, your healing and miraculous power, Father God, and your excellence of power as we esteem and ascribe unto you, Lord, your glory and your honor and your majesty as God over Eden's life, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for correcting, Lord, what needs to be corrected in her brain, Father God, for dissolving and resolving by your blood. God, doing miraculous divine intervention, Lord. We pray for all three of these, Zayden and Eden and uh, James, Lord, we pray um, in Jesus' name and in the faith of God that you release the resurrection power for divine health unto them, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for correcting things in Zayden as well, Lord. We thank you, Father, for his developmental skills, Lord. We speak to them the power of your healing, God. Every exchange that you've made on the cross for him, Father God, we speak to his nervous system, God, and um, the cells, Lord, and the functioning of muscles. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father God, for a favorable outcome with the doctors, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would dissolve, Lord, that your name is above every other name, God. It dissolves every other name and diminishes every other uh Every other claim, God, we claim them unto you in Jesus' name. God, you stake your claims in them, Father God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for being their divine physician, Lord, in Jesus' name. And again, I just keep thinking about testimonies of people who have had children, that brain, and even young adults, young adults who have had brain tumors removed, uh, something on the scale's heart, it was she couldn't even breathe. She just celebrated her 12th birthday. And she said to her mom at Christmas, okay, this is at Christmas they discovered, she ended up walking up the stairs at school and she was out of breath and completely white like a ghost, almost like she was going to pass out. And a friend of theirs happened to be with them that worked at the school. They called. They said something's not right. They called, and then they discovered this tumor. And had they not discovered that, like, it just would have went on and on. So now they removed the tumor. She went through some sort of proton um, radiation, which just focuses on that particular area. Just celebrated. So that was from Christmas to now, five to six months celebrated her 12th birthday and she blew out the candles and she told her mom, if this was at Christmas, I wouldn't even have been able to take 
that deep of a breath to blow out those candles. And God spared her. She had miraculous intervention in her life while she still went through the operation. God did miraculous things for her to heal her and words coming forth. She was a dancer that she would dance on the injustice in her life and God would use it. So we thank you, Lord, for turning points and turning things around, Father God, in these children's lives, God, to be used for you, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, Lord, for the testimony of praise and the testimony of Jesus that you repeat the glory of God in their lives, Lord. You repeat the glory of God in Eden's life, Lord. Repeat the glory of God in Satan's life, Father God, for healing and reconstruction of health and restorative and every need that they have, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We speak to Zayden and his nervous system, God, and his neurological system, God, to come alive. Let the light of life be upon him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for your preservation of health and goodness, God. Preserve them and care for them and watch over them in Jesus' name. And we pray for James as well. We pray for his heart. Father God, we pray for every pocket of healing that needs to be healed. Father God, we pray for every artery and vessel and um, what is those other things? I forget what they're called. Lord, valves, Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your care and watching over him, Lord. Put your balm of Gilead upon his heart, God, that you would oil it, Lord, that it would work as you designed it to function, Father God, for health and healing and wholeness. And we speak to every quadrant of his heart, God, the four quadrants to James' heart, Father God. And we we speak your life to them, God, your wholeness of function and strengthening of muscle, God. And Acts 3.16, where it talks about in faith, his faith he came and he was strengthened. God, so let it be so unto him, Father God. So be it unto him according to your word, God. And let the faith of the saints, Lord, upon um, James be strengthened, God, as in Acts 3.16. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Praise God. Okay. Thank you. Um, Three, two, one. (laughs) Um, Two, three, zero. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Antalise. Antalise. Are you in Texas? No, I'm in New York. But I just have like a Florida area code. I was in Florida. No, no, I just couldn't remember. That's okay. Okay. Antalise. Okay, thank you. Very pretty name. I said that other time. So, Father, we thank you for Antelise, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, Lord, for what you're preparing, Lord, and the placement of how you're preparing it, God, um, and the timing of it, in Jesus' name, for Antelise, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, and even releasing it and the... Um, What is that word? The the calling it forth, God. So I see it. Yes. 
Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, for Antilles, God, and how you're preparing and calling things forth, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your wholeness and your thoughtfulness for her, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your care for her. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, your thoughtfulness. I think there's a thoughtfulness of the Lord upon your life and upon even, um, you know, what he, the, I don't people say uh, you're calling or what you're called to do, but it's also like, I think of calling as the purposes because he's purposed you to do certain things for him. And so sometimes um, in the past, there probably needs to be a reconfiguration of the word calling because sometimes people think it's, oh, it's just this one thing and it's this big thing and they don't know how all the little pieces fit together, but how they actually overlap. And when we learn to, uh, you know, walk even in the obedience, and as we were talking about faith, when we step in faith according to his word, um, this is, brings us, all of those things bring us, and it's a, right, he knows how to, um, not only did he, he knows how to prepare us for what he's prepared us for, right? But it's ultimately for his purposes. So I think sometimes if we, a better way to grasp the calling of God, I don't know, maybe it's my opinion, maybe the Lord will change me or enlighten my thoughts on this um, or, and, and give me more on this. But sometimes the calling, again, can seem too big or too like, and then, we maybe feel like we've never crossed that threshold, but actually all along, if you've been faithful and you're stepping out in faith and you're following him and, you know, um, then all of those pieces, all of those things are working together and they are overlapping and they are weaving together the purposes and the calling of God. So, and if we say the purposes of God, it's easier to step into it. Because this is God's purpose, right? Sometimes we think, oh, this is my calling. And then, and then if we change our focus on ourselves other than on God, that can trip us up a little bit. And I think that's maybe over the last decade or two has tripped up um, some people into thinking, yes, it's tripped some people up, so I'm not going back there, but. So we keep our focus on God, right? You have those exchanges where God says, hey, this is what I want you to do. This is what I've said for you to do. Like we were talking earlier, if you were here with Peter, he commanded him to go to the sea, to throw his hook in the water. And when the fish came out to take the coin out of its mouth, I mean, he, Peter just went down there, did it, and bam, <laughs> throws the coin. And so um, it was a miracle, but he also did it at the command of his voice, right? At the command of the word of the Lord, he acted in faith. This is our calling. This is our purpose of God. And as we do this, because the Lord knows how to speak to each one of us, it is directive. It is him guiding us. And his purposes are, you know, he is glorified 
That's our main purpose, you know, and all that we do. And along the way, right, this is what we're called to do. We're called to follow him. And so there you go. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this. We thank you, Lord, for just creating in her, Lord, um, a clean heart and not that you've been wrong or anything like that or anything's dismantled or dysfunctioned in any way but just creating in you a clean heart, a clean heart for the purposes of God, uh, for the ways of the Lord, and for the will of the Lord. And nothing else to, um, you know, no bad teaching, nothing over, like, last decades, uh, you know, whatever. Like, And, again, going back to, I'm talking about myself as well, talking about, because um, I don't know if you were here when the show opened, talking about Peter in Matthew 17 and the coin and the mouth and the and so the Lord just showing me that some of the teachings that I had heard on this were during the time when people were trying to undo or they weren't did not think of the and this has really got nothing to do with the prosperity message but because the prosperity message was out the teachings that I've heard on this particular passage were actually trying to reframe or refute the prosperity teaching that they boiled it down so much that they actually diminished Christ and the magnitude of God um, and Peter and what he told Peter to do and the outcome that it truly was a miracle by boiling it down to, hey, if you need money, you're supposed to work, you know, and that's it. You work for it. Okay. So um, that's where it was wrong. Like the Lord just highlighted that in my mind that like, hey, look at how this got attached to this. Like it was like a little, like one of those, like a little leech. <laughs> like a little leech got attached to this miracle and they have to pull that thing off. It's like sucking the life off of it. And it's not even, it's not even accurate, you know. How did, how did that happen? Well, you know what I'm saying? So we thank you, Lord, for creating in all of us a clean heart and a mind, Lord, that belong to you, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, for doing this, Father God. And, and even like those launching pads, I don't even know if I said this before, those launching pads and those places, Lord, um, of where your purposes are, that she springs forward. Lord, um, just as Peter, God, was conversing with you, there was a need. Lord, whatever her need is, Lord, just as Peter was conversing with you, that she's conversing with you, Father God, and at the release of your word, Father God, that she would follow in faith, Lord, and that you would bring about double, just like this coin was so unique and so unusual, God, it's because that's who you are, is your supernatural provision on all that we do, Father God. So I thank you, Lord, that we may not limit that in any way. And even because you used a coin, God, even Peter later recognized <clears throat> that that was corrupt, that even coins are corruptible, but our relationship with the Lord, is his blood is precious, and that we're following him. And that actually your deed to follow him in faith and what it the outcome of it glorifies his presence and magnifies literally what Christ did on the cross by every exchange that he made on the cross for us. So may we not diminish him or minimize him in any way. And I thank you, God, for the fullness 
of your treasures, God, the fullness of your pleasure and the fullness, God, of your purposes um, and the things, Lord, that you created her to do in advance, Lord, um, and the fruitfulness and the, even as we prayed earlier about faith and flourishing, that that would be hers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Praise God. Now, Antelise, do you have any prayer requests before we end? Um, you kind of pretty much covered everything. Um, prayer for my daughter would be great. Just her in school. and Yeah, that's it. Okay. And can you share your daughter's first name? Her name is London. London? Yeah, London. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to um, pray for her. Close your phone line. Thank you for, again, joining us and staying with us. So God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Thanks. Appreciate it. I receive it. (laughs) So, Father, we thank you for London. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God, Lord, for her life, Lord, and we just lift her up to you, Lord, and just saturate her with your spirit. God, I see um, just like the Lord raining down on her, you know, and even rain significant to being a blessing and provision. Um, Father God, for where she walks and the land that you have her to walk in, God, that you would saturate that as well, that you first and foremost see the Lord covering her and the land in which she walks in. So whether that be at school, uh, whatever those places might be, um, we thank you, Lord, that you are saturating her and covering her, Lord, uh, and making provision for her and sustaining her. Um, as she walks in the land, especially at school, as her mother is saying, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God. Lord, we pray, um, even as early, I don't know if it's closing, opening and closing places in the Lord, but we pray that um, this will be a favorable year of the Lord um, upon London's life, Father God. We thank you for her studies, Lord. We thank you for the discernment and the wisdom to increase, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that she would ask the right questions, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that she would receive the right answers, the right direction, even the right, like, tips. And I don't know if they're study tips or, like, outcomes, tips and tricks on how to either study or the outcomes of them or, like, not necessarily shortcuts, but ways that will simplify and make her time efficient in her studies and productive and producing and efficient. God, I pray for all of those things, Father God, and ask for your blessing to be upon her, God. And I pray that you would even encourage her. And as she rests and as she sleeps, Lord, let it be refreshing, Lord. Uh, but even encourage her, God, with good dreams, Lord, and things, Father God, and, and even allow her to share uh, that London would share her dreams with Aunt Elise, Father God, um, and knowing that you're speaking to her and, um, and that you ultimately are London's teacher um, and guide in all that she does, Lord. We thank you for covering her in such a way 
um, that she's learning this and beginning to walk under it and discern it and to acknowledge it and to take it in, God, and to learn all of what that means for her, Father, um, as you are directing her. In Jesus' name, amen. So praise God. (laughs) Excuse me. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. God bless you, and we look forward to the next program. God bless you. Shalom. Wait a second. I think I forgot to end my program. (laughs) I'm talking. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.